And welcome back to another episode of the Sunday Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and I'm here with Miguel. What's up, everybody? And we have somebody new here on the podcast. Uh, as I had mentioned before, we are going to have uh, reoccurring guests on the podcast, and this is going to be one of them. So if you want, go ahead and introduce yourself, man. Hello. My name is Josh. Uh, I have known Michael and Miguel now for uh, almost a year. Not quite. Uh, met them when I moved up here to Chicago. And uh, we've just been vibing ever since. And they got the podcast going, so I'm just trying to hop in when I can. No, absolutely. No, yeah, for sure. We're definitely gonna have you on, as, you know, as much as we can. And uh, well, first off, let's just get right into it, because um, okay. unless if you guys have been on Twitter, or if better yet, if you haven't been on Twitter, consider yourself lucky, because I don't know if you guys have heard about the tragedy that's happening in the hip hop community, but recently, artist, singer, songwriter Nelly posted on Instagram a, a video of him getting his pecker sucked. Oh. And uh, according to him, it was an accident, right? But I don't really know how you post a story <laughs> on accident. I mean, you have to confirm it like two or three times to post a video, right? But basically, the real tragedy is is that everybody was flaming Nelly, saying that Nelly has a small dick, that he's this, that he's that. And it was just a very toxic community. I had the misfortune of, of seeing his pecker getting sucked on Twitter. And naturally, I went to the comments to see what everybody was saying, as you do. And yeah, it was it was rough. They were flaming him left and right. You know, a bunch of uh, childish people talking about, I'm bigger than Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> it was rough out here, man. It was very, very rough. Hey, man, he's getting top and you're not. That's true. I mean, if you're complaining, he's rich and he's getting top. So again, this is a tr- this is a tragedy that is absolutely taking over the world, <laughs> and it's everybody you know talking about talking about other people's dicks, man. I don't just know. Think just, about think about the news, publicity man. that he's getting. No, oh, yeah. just and so his songs are going to be charting again. Why? Because <laughs> his dick's not on the internet. <laughs> so look, look, you can't be mad, man. I don't know. Look, I, I just gotta I gotta preface it and say that. If you're really busy, worried, talking about another man's dick, you need to go pick up a hobby or get a job or something, man. <laughs> Whatever. But, <laughs> again, um, again. <laughs> all right, well, the other day I was talking to my to my older brother, who he's very into MMA, and we sort of got into, like, the conversation of, of fighting and just general MMA and stuff like that, and he had brought up somebody who, um, um, if you guys, if anybody here is kind of in the MMA community, then you know what I'm talking about. And if you're not, that's cool. But basically, in within the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu community, there's a, like a huge family called the Gracie family. They're a Brazilian family who kind of like, kind of like started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in a sense. Um, there's like a, the, the whole lineage is huge, so it's like a whole like I mean, it's like a whole you know iceberg of like family members and like people and stuff like that. But one of the most notable ones was this was uh, Hickson Gracie, who has a documentary. Um, called Choke. It's kind of a strange name, but it's on YouTube. Uh, and it, it's really interesting. Uh, even if you're into fighting or not, I think it's very interesting. And who knows? I mean, if you're looking for that motivation to get into to get into like anything MMA, you know, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu wrestling, anything like that, I definitely would recommend that you watch it because it's actually really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched probably like a little over halfway. I didn't get to finish it. But it basically just talks a little bit about like um, his life. It kind of follows him. And... Um, within it is like his breathing technique which isn't super uh far off from like um if you guys have heard of the wim hof method which i'm pretty sure most people have already heard of wim hof i mean he's already kind of like i mean he's a pretty big dude but anyways essentially like the the whole hicks and gracie like breathing technique is essentially just the same way in the like choir singers they're using their diaphragm to really expand and take in air 
again, I wouldn't be able to explain it to you super uh, super well, but from what I do know, it's essentially just using your diaphragm to breathe as opposed to like typically, you know, naturally when you're breathing or you're like, like it's not taught to breathe, but like when you breathe, it's like you're breathing from your chest, from like your lungs, your upper rib area. And if you really look into the way that this guy, this guy Hicks and Gracie used to breathe for like competitions and all this other stuff, it's essentially very heavily, uh, it's very heavy on using your diaphragm and your like stomach and abdomen. And I actually did try it out and it's, it's really interesting, man. Cause, uh, like if you just mess around with it and like, uh, you know, you hold your breath and, and try to see how long that you can hold your breath naturally. And then if you try it with the way that he does it, you know, breathing in through his diaphragm and all that. You'd be surprised by how much you can hold your breath because I was able to hold my breath for like a minute 40 something, which isn't anything crazy. But like, I mean, I don't think I had ever held my breath for that long. So, again, pretty interesting stuff. You can look into all that. I know um, I know you know a decent bit about, you know, the Wim Hof technique. I don't know if you want to kind of get into that. It's pretty similar to that. Yeah, I mean, uh, actually going back more so to the what you were just talking about, uh, having some experience, you know, singing and being in a band, things like that, even being in doing acting being like in a musical uh the diaphragm yeah that's very important for for any kind of like extraneous activity i mean you definitely do you just it gets you so much more air into the body versus just through your lungs so i think that's part of why that's so uh important to do but as far as the wim hof method i i don't know as much probably about the breathing technique as i should i know you know it's it's a lot of the mind body connection I totally just put you on the spot here, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, I know a lot. I mean, it's just the idea for me has been more so about the cold exposure and his ideas of a lot of your problems can be solved, like a lot of your stress and existential burdens you have can be solved through just kind of that, that meditative state. And definitely, like, you know, we've we've gone out and been the call. I know, Miguel, I know you've gone with Michael before. I don't think we've been together yet, but... Just like jumping in the cold water, like jumping in the lake, you know, we oh, uh, we are by one of the Great Lakes uh, in the Midwest. I won't say which one, but uh, pretty close by. And, you know, this time of year, you can just hop in there and uh, it's pretty cold. I yeah. mean, that it's just a shock to the system. For all of you out there who have never done that, uh, I would suggest doing it at least once. Uh, really changes your perspective on things. Just saying Great Lakes, I think. I think people will know just how terrible it is to jump in there, you know. Yeah, well, here, let's just preface this by saying whatever. All of us are from Chicago. That's where we originate from. <laughs> so if you've ever been, if you've ever been to Chicago, I mean, what is it now? It's uh, it's February right now, early February right now. So if you've ever been to Chicago or know anything about Chicago, I mean, it's cold as hell out here. Yeah. So you go jump, hop into Lake Michigan in this weather. I don't know, but we did talk about this in the last episode. So if you have heard the last episode where, you know, we're talking about this again. But like I said, it was a very cool experience. I would recommend that anyone try it. Definitely, like, you know, people, I mean, hearing it, you're like, ah, oh, this guy's, like, fucking crazy, right? Like, he's going to go hop into freezing cold water and shit. Like, nah, like, fuck this guy. There's a but little <laughs> bit of mental, like, mental thing you got to prepare for just like you know because you're jumping in really cold water this is like a big shock you know no yeah it's, it's definitely different i mean it's definitely just sort of like that kind of like a wow this is like really really stupid and you're kind of like you know the heart rate kind of goes up but again very good experience mm-hmm. and um yeah it's all very cool again i wanted to kind of hit back onto because again i've been kind of learning and getting into a lot uh learning a lot about like the mma community and little mm-hmm. things like that and um 
again, if you guys are into it, then you probably know what I'm talking about. And if not, then basically there is a there's like a big group. I don't know. It's like kind of like an organization called Tiger Muay Thai, and they have a tournament um, basically every year. And just recently, it's like this really big thing. Again, you can find this like on YouTube, and they have a whole documentary as well. Basically, um, and anybody can apply. Like if you know if you train M- uh, MMA or Muay Thai, and you think that you're good enough, you can basically sign up for this tournament. And this tournament happens in Thailand, and it happens every year. And basically, a bunch of guys uh, and women as well, they all get together. They go to, they fly out to Thailand and they compete in this big tournament. And like essentially, the winners are the people that place relatively high up. They get awarded like food and board. And they basically, I'm not exactly, sh- I don't remember how long that they stay there, but I know it's a, it's a few to like a couple months of just straight training. I mean, you're talking about like, I mean, they pay for your room, board, and food. So all you're doing is training. You wake up, you're fighting. You go to sleep, you wake up, you're fighting. You Wait, know what I mean? The people that win the tournament. Yeah, basically the people that like win the tournament or rank high. Mm-hmm. So obviously not everyone can make it, of right. course. So there's like select spots. But if you, you if you go there, you perform well and you win and you end up landing a spot, then yeah, they pay for your room, board, and food for a few to a couple months, and you're basically just there training. And they have like a whole team set up. Who I mean, they've really done like a number in the MMA community because people that. You know, all sorts of people from, like, UFC fighters to people that fight in Bellator, which I'm pretty sure everyone knows of the UFC, but Bellator is basically just another fighting, like, promotion. Just, like, another fighting promotion. Um, I don't know how to describe it, but I feel like you guys kind of get what I'm um, what I'm getting at. It's not just, like, another kind of UFC. And, yeah, people that have come to train at Tiger Muay Thai, I mean, they're, they're everywhere, man. It's, like, this really big thing. And, yeah, it's, like, really been a kind of a growing within the MMA community and it's very cool again all this stuff like whether or not you're super into fighting or not it's definitely just interesting to watch because I mean you see how you see how intense it is I mean how these people are like I mean for someone who has trained MMA briefly and knows give or take about it it's definitely rough and it's definitely not for everyone that's wildly uncomfortable at first but it is very cool learning those skills and it's it definitely there's a vibe to it and uh I guess we'll Again, we'll segue onto from that and get into a little more uh, controversial topic. And uh, so recently, I came again. To, I came to find out that there's <laughs> there's like a whole neo-Nazi fight club thing. So basically, like a bunch of like white nationalists and stuff like that. You know, I guess a bunch of like you know, you know the the prototypical you know white or white racist guy. And so basically, they started this whole like it's multiple of them. It's not just one. But basically, it's like, there are these groups of, like, you know, like, racist, hateful, like, they all tend to be, like, white. No racist, right? But they all tend to be white, and they all get together, and they train for the sole purpose of, like, going out to protest and, like, fighting people. Like, they train MMA, they learn how to wrestle, like, they learn how to fight, basically, to go to these rallies and to obviously, you know, protest about you know, whatever it is that they protest, right? But they're going out there, like, to do serious, like, ill will. Like, these guys are going out here with, like, you know, like, ill intentions. It's it's pretty wild. To, it's pretty wild to see, man. Are these guys training to fight the Jews or what? <laughs> nah, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they're true. Nah, I'm not exactly sure what it is that they're necessarily protesting. There's, like, different groups because, again, there's, like, some, there is one uh, very famous here in, um, um, here in the U.S., and there's, Another one that's like in Russia that's pretty big as well. In Russia? Yeah, like in Russia or something <laughs> like that, which um, which I guess kind of makes sense because I don't know I don't know that much, but I have heard that Russia's a little, you know, Russia can be it's not a super diverse place, so people aren't super fond of you know people with some melanin, man. 
<laughs> but hey, man, I mean, I say this all to just be like, you know, you got to watch out out there, man, because, you know, there's some neo-Nazis in training, man, ready to go do ill will at these protests, man. It's crazy stuff. Did you guys know that at one point in time in Illinois, there was a protected, like, Nazi party? What? Like, legally, you could be a Nazi openly, and it was, like, a protected thing? Well, who Back in, like, him? the 70s and 80s. <laughs> and who was protecting them? It was just like the, it was just like a legal thing, government. It was like a, a protected ideology or something like that, you know, like a, oh, so, okay. a right to believe in whatever you want and yeah. express that. I guess. But then I don't know when, but obviously since it's a hate group that got like taken away. But I know they. I mean, it's actually uh, it's kind of comical, but it's in the movie The Blues Brothers. If you ever seen it, which is like the you know prototypical like Chicago movie. So all of you out there that probably ever seen that movie, like you probably think that was a joke in the movie, but it's actually a true thing. You know, yeah, I mean, Illinois Nazis, dude. That was like there was the Illinois Nazi party. It was a real thing. <laughs> that's uh, it's wild fucked stuff, up. man. No, yeah, I mean, there's yeah. all sorts of fucked up shit that's going on in the world, man. But that's why I, I definitely do advocate, you know, especially if you live, especially if you live here in Chicago. Um, look, uh, well, let me say this actually. I feel like Chicago kind of gets like a really horrible rap. You know, if you go on anywhere like news, media, anything like that, I feel like they kind of make it out to be like Chicago's this like, huge war zone. And don't get me wrong, it's definitely a dangerous place. I mean, we all live here, so we all understand how that's like. But it's not as horrible as people make it out to be, but it is pretty rough. So, again, no matter where you live, I definitely do advocate. And I think ever, I think all of us here definitely advocate for, you know, just learning how to fight. Or, you know, if you're interested in guns, you know, I guess, you know, exercise your Second Amendment right. Get a gun, you know, just to defend yourself. Because, uh, you know, not to get too uh, morbid, but... You know, it's a dangerous world, man, and uh, there's people out there just trying to do ill will. So, you know, you got to do your best to make sure that you stay safe, protect yourself and your family, you know, your kids, if you're, if your parents, anything like that. Yeah, man, it's it's a little rough, and uh, but it, it, we should probably get away from. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, you know what? I wanted to talk about because just recently, um, I went to a gun range for the first time. And that was a very cool experience. I went to. Um, I'm not exactly sure uh, how. I'm not exactly sure. If this is like a big chain, but I know it's a, it's like a kind of like a chain place here in Illinois. It's called Shoot Point Blank. So we're not sponsored, by the way. <laughs> but uh, but it's definitely a pretty cool place to go. It's just a gun range you can go in as long as somebody has a FOID. Uh, you can bring in other people, which a FOID is like a firearm something Founders. identification card. Yeah, is it? yeah. It's something like that. I don't remember the exact acronym, but it's basically just a, an identification card that you can have that basically means that you can own firearms and all that jazz. And so yeah, I went in there and it was a very cool experience. You know, it's very calm. It's uh, it's very calm for the most part. You know, it's it's very you kind of just go in and you get to see everything. And you know, there's a bunch of guns like hung up and stuff like that. If you're into that, like I said, it's not for everyone for sure. But yeah, it, it was different, man. Like, because <laughs> obviously I had never been there before, so we, I didn't have like we didn't have ear protection because I went with someone else and we didn't have ear protection. So we bought these little like crappy foam earpieces to put in and it was like super sketch man because we're like walking towards this hall that's going to take you into the actual gun range and we're like trying to put on these like earplugs and they like want to fall off like it feels like these things want to fall off and i mean it, you know you don't have to be a scientist to know that you definitely don't want to be um near where a gun's being fired without any ear protection especially in a enclosed space like that um you know usually like most indoor gun ranges they're incredibly loud because of all you know the the bullets only going 40 50 yards and then there's a ton of ricochet yeah so the the sound can only go to so many places yes it is like um i mean i had i'm not 
unfamiliar with guns, and I have been around uh, guns being fired. I mean, it's something else, man. Like, you can really feel, like, the shockwave and the energy and the force. It, it, like, passes through you. It's, like, very... It's very interesting. I don't know. It's definitely... It's it's kind of, like, a little scary if you've never experienced it before because it's very, like... Obviously, depending on what people are shooting, of course, but, mm-hmm. you know, going into that hallway and then hopping into the actual room, like, yeah, it takes a little bit to kind of get used to it. Um, at least for, like, it was the first time that I had been at a gun range because you're... I mean, you're super close to people that are firing guns. I mean, they can be, like, right next to you, like, a few feet away. And so all that noise is like you know reverberating back in that room, and it's you know very loud. It's definitely uh, it's definitely a whole thing. But it's uh, like I said, I I definitely do recommend uh, that that anybody go do that if you're into that. It's very fun you're going in to shoot guns. I don't know, maybe it's just uh, growing up and kind of like you know playing like video games and stuff like that, and you know playing shooters and stuff like that. I don't know, it's just cool. It's definitely like um, it's a good skill to know, like again, to defend yourself, and it's, it could just be fun. You go to the range shoot off a couple shots and have some fun. I know you have a little more experience with guns than we do. So, you want to get into that? Yeah, I mean, uh, growing up in a more rural area, you know, I'm from a small town in central Illinois. And then just that's more part of the culture. You know, a lot more people have guns, I would say, than, you know, say more of like the urban, you know, city living. And uh, like me, I grew up actually hunting just because... You know, like I said, rural area, a lot more land out there. That's something you do. And uh, my family actually owned a little bit of land. And so, you know, every time, like in the wintertime, it sucks because you go out at like 5 in the morning and and you're cold as fuck. (laughs) And you sit for like four hours and you might not see anything. Mm -hmm. But then it's like as soon as that, you know, a deer or something comes out of nowhere and it's just like, it's a a weird experience. You know, I, I think like, killing an animal like that especially if you have like you know shooting it or even if you bow hunt like it's just i don't know it's a very it's a very like ancient experience i guess i'd say just because you know coming from like hunting society you know our it's in our blood you know whatever on my on my joe rogan topic you know, <laughs> elk but uh it's just uh it's different you know i i grew up with more like more of a variety i'd say than just like pistols uh you know firing shotguns and, and different rifles um very cool, but I feel like I also appreciate guns a lot more because of that. Because as a kid, I was taught well how you know that they're not just a like a toy. Mm-hmm. They're not something sure. you can fuck around with because you could very easily hurt yourself or someone else. And I there I know plenty of people who have gotten you know gotten hurt. Uh, family members, not necessarily from just you know shooting guns and being irresponsible, but you know just there's our stories out there. People just they get kind of relaxed around mm-hmm. stuff and they're messing around and something bad can happen and. So definitely, let their guard down and stuff. You know, huh? They like let their guard down. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I mean, it's just like anything. You get so like like driving a car. You know, you get so yeah. comfortable around it over right. time. Which, uh, we'll go into that. I know Michael, you had a story about something that happened with your car. <laughs> if you wanted to talk about it, but, yeah. Um, but well, before I was gonna ask, yeah, go ahead, ha, Miguel. Have you ever really fired guns, much? I haven't. No, never. No. That should be something to to do. Like, I definitely we'll do. have to go out and do that because. Kind of like Michael was saying, I mean, it's it's just a, it's like an eye-opening experience, I think is how I would say it. Mm-hmm. it Maybe at least more, so that's something you guys, like, I can't really relate to that you guys would know more as, or at least you would, like, if you didn't really grow up around that so much, yeah. it's different, like, more in your adult life, getting uh, exposed to that. Like I said, for me, I, from a younger age, I was, you know, I had to go take, like, they, when you're a kid, they actually make you go take, like, hunter safety courses, and, you know, you go for like a month, you know, 
couple times a week just just going and learning all about gun safety and like the do's and don'ts and and as a kid i think it's very like it's you know you'll you'll you won't think so but you do learn a lot and you retain a lot and so i just you know i always appreciate stuff and right. because of that even though uh, you know as guys like we play video games and we do all the dumb stuff and mm-hmm. you ever play like airsoft or shot your friend with a bb gun <laughs> you kind of realize like that stuff's stupid to do but right. something about with a real gun i think there's just uh like you kind of you know the difference mm-hmm. I, I guess unless you're yeah i mean there's the some one. kind of disconnect somewhere i don't know yeah no yeah yeah i mean i also would say this um because again i mean it kind of all depends on your upbringing for sure you know if you were kind of brought up in a, a more like rural kind of a smaller town like if you were grew, grown up in a kind of a culture where guns are a little more i guess um just popular and it's kind of a part of like you know what they do and stuff like that then it is definitely different again if you are sort of somebody who's grown up in like in an urban environment and you get to that age and you want to go apply to get like a FOID I know I don't think that in other states uh, it might not be called a FOID but basically just anything that will allow you to buy firearms I again I you know exercise caution because definitely having not growing up around it and then like getting into that space with like a FOID and, and, and getting a gun it's definitely like I mean there's no it's kind of it's very unsupervised, of course. Obviously, you know you're an adult at that point, but like if if you don't really know that much about guns, I mean, and you buy one, I mean, you could do something very stupid. So again, if you do go that route, or again, some people probably already have it and they know exactly what I'm talking about. But definitely, if you go that route and you end up getting a gun, I mean, just exercise caution, man, because this is a, I mean, yeah, it's just not a toy. Like it's it's, it's like you know it's cool. It's, um, from like an engineering perspective and seeing how these things are are made and it's cool to shoot them because again, if you've never shot a gun before, it's just a I don't really know how I could describe it, but it's very like, um, I don't know, there's just like, you know, there's like power to it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's like, you feel the energy coming off of that gun firing and it's very, yeah, like, I mean, like 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 Josh was saying, it is very kind of eye-opening because I, I, I definitely think that having, shooting a gun will definitely make you a lot more cautious around them because you understand what it is. You know, like if you just grew up watching people, like in movies and stuff like that, they shoot guns like it's nothing, right? And like <laughs> these horror movies and stuff like that, people will just pick up a gun and automatically they're like decent shots. Like, yeah, that's not real life. Like, it is like when I went to the range, we, I was sitting there for like a good five minutes really trying to figure out kind of like, because all guns are different, of course, but for the most part, it's all kind of the same thing. But I was like really trying to figure out how like to, I know about guns, but even even me knowing about guns and going into the range, I was like tr- really kind of like having trouble like loading this thing and like really getting everything in. Um, like we got the racking of the slide and all this stuff. It's a bunch of stuff. Um, but yeah, again, and everybody's not super into guns, and you know, ultimately, you know, I can respect it as well. It's all um, you know, it's all opinionated or it's all your opinion, right? But um, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely cool. And if you do go that route, like you said, it just you know exercise caution and be careful with that and be responsible because uh, something not a toy, man. You know, right. there's all sorts of stories of people getting hurt, like you were saying. But yeah, um, I guess we'll kind of get away from like the guns for a bit, uh, um, and go on to something a, a little more lighthearted. Because uh, obviously, I mean, if you guys are listening to this, then obviously you know that this is a very new podcast and it's a very new experience for all of us. And um, just uh. Basically, I was hearing back one of the first episodes that we did, and it was just very, I guess it's just very strange hearing your own voice. It's like, uh, you know, if you've never done anything that, uh, and you record yourself, and uh, not so much like on your phone, because I do think like, I feel like everyone can relate. Like when you hear yourself on your phone, I feel like everyone sounds, everyone feels like they sound really weird. It's not so much that experience when you're, you know, recording with equipment like this, when you have like actual XLR mics and actual proper audio equipment and stuff like that, but it is definitely uh it's definitely a new experience. It's a little strange, you know, hearing your 
hearing your own voice and hearing it back and and all that and like getting all this stuff set up but yeah i don't know how did you guys feel like um listening back to your guys's own voice well definitely for me i mean i am somewhat used to hearing myself just because like i said i was saying before we start recording uh having been in say like a band before and i've done backup vocals and things like you can hear yourself and and yeah you definitely feel like you sound different i think you have everybody has like an idealized uh version of maybe of like how they sound it's like everybody thinks they're badass or whatever and then you may or may not think like oh you know maybe i don't sound uh, as cool as i thought i did and and it's just one of those things i think you just learn to accept it and but there i mean people can do different things sometimes people kind of change the way they talk because of that you know for whatever reason but uh it just yeah i mean i definitely feel like on this setup and how how things have been going it sounds it sounds pretty good i don't know it's too much of a difference now but i definitely like yeah you can you can be on some stuff when you're you're listening to your voice on playback and you don't even think you're the same person no yeah it is definitely um yeah i mean that's another thing again if you guys are listening to this um Especially if you guys are listening to this on on YouTube and, you know, you guys feel like something's a little off with the audio or you guys have any advice for us. Because, again, we are still very new to this and, like, the kind of the podcasting and all this. Um, if you're hearing this and you know, you know, any more, any more than us about all of this and you guys have any advice for how we could, you know, minimize anything. If there's, like, a lot of uh, white noise, which I, I'm hoping that there's not that much. But if there is, again, feel free to let us know. We always appreciate advice and, and criticism, of course. Uh, like, I, like we already mentioned, um, again, it's always welcomed. If you can, especially with like, I'll reiterate again, if uh, we talk about anything and we get something wrong, by all means, you know, feel free to correct us because, you know, we don't want to be spreading out like, you know, misinformation or, you know, bad things like that, right? Nobody wants that. And, uh, no, yeah. And, and I guess, um, yeah, right. We'll get back to the story about, um, so basically I'll, I'll give, I'll give the story brief. I'll give the story <laughs> briefly. Sorry. I was losing my train of thought. So basically this was, um, this was a few days ago. I went to go help. Miguel, mm-hmm. um, I want to go. Well, you, why don't you give your side of the story? Oh, yeah, he needs to. He needs yeah. to speak up. I, I okay, feel like okay, he, okay. Like he hasn't been given a chance to talk. About okay. Yeah, yeah. So, give your side of the story, and then. All right. So, basically, I was on a date, right? So I was with this chick, and I was going to turn the car on. I never. I had it. I was gonna turn it on come to find out my battery is dead and i had just bought this battery a few days ago i was like okay at first i was i was hoping i could push start the car so i pushed the car out into the middle of the road (laughs) um no luck there um so um i was like okay so my battery's dead i guess and i didn't have there was like really like no cars no people around right yeah just for a little background i mean this was like what what was this like like 12 1 in the morning something like that it was already pretty late oh yeah um like i was trying to get i was trying to like get out of there like way earlier i was there for i was stuck for like a good two hours just trying to get a jump um (laughs) anyway so um i'm trying to trying to figure out what i could do i see a cop car pass by I go to ask this cop if he could um he could give me a jump or something, you know, help me out. He he comes over, he parks, he's about to give me a jump. Turns out this dude can't give me a jump from his squad car, so I was like, Alright. Um I I hit up Michael. I I told him, I was like, Yo dude, I'm gonna need your help. Um 
and um, luckily he was awake. He was able to come, you know. Eventually, he came out to help me. And um, unfortunately, on this night, there was uh, it started snowing pretty soon right after the car died. Yeah, it started it, snowing. You want to segue yeah. into this? So, all right. So basically, um, the basically the in the morning to this day, I had gone out, um, and I was out, and I had gone out to a forest preserve, and I was walking around for a couple hours. So I was already pretty tired. Um, I didn't get much sleep the night before. I probably slept like four or five hours, and I went out to go do this little um, short nature expedition. So, you know, I go out and... Expedition? And you discovering something out there? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, maybe <laughs> Lewis not. Lewis Clark over <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what? That's, that's, that's the, wrong, the wrong word. So, yeah, that, you're right. It, this was not an expedition. But I was just going, you know, I was walking around, a little therapeutic walk. And so, basically... Um, I ended up falling asleep somewhere relatively early, and and I don't know as fate would have it, I ended up waking up to a message from from Miguel telling me, "Yo, dude, like my car's like dead, like I can't get it out." And luckily for him, you know, I I live in a I live in a household where there's a lot of car stuff going on, and so I did happen to have like a jump pack to jumpstart his thing. And again, it was a uh, at this point I was probably leaving at around like I want to say like 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. and it was rough. I mean, it was uh, snowing, but it was kind of like it was kind of like snow mixed in with like rain and, like and it was slush. very slippery yeah it was like kind of like a slush type of snow and mm-hmm. it was super slippery and it was pretty rough and so it was probably like 20 something minutes out so and i'm i drive like a sedan i drive a regular just like a you know forward wheel drive car so i'm not i don't have any of that you know four wheel all wheel drive shit going on so i make my way out and i'm <laughs> i'm getting to this dude and I spun out the the first time I spun out was completely my fault. I spun out on a right turn because I was making this turn way too fast, <laughs> and it wasn't that bad. I spun out and I was like, oh, "Okay, like damn, that kind of sucked." And that was like probably the first time that I ever spun out. Like at uh, it was a little rough, I guess. It wasn't horrible, but it was probably the first time that I ever spun out like that. So it was definitely an interesting experience. Altima drivers, you know. Yeah, I do drive an, <laughs> an Altima. So yeah, if you wanna, you know. Go ahead and flame me in the comments for driving an Altima and being Big an Altima, Altima guy. Big Altima energy over here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a so menace. The second time I spun out, it, I wasn't even going fast. I was probably going like, I was going faster than I should have been, I guess. But I was kind of going in a straight and uh, I was probably going like 27, 28, something like that. Getting closer to like 30. And all of a sudden I just spin out horribly. And like, I mean, I spun out so bad that I ended up basically on the other, on the, on like the other lane, like the other, like the opposite of traffic. And thankfully nobody was there because again, it was pretty late and thankfully I didn't hit anything, but that was uh yeah, that was definitely an experience because I, I never spun out like that. I'm sure if you guys, if any of you guys have spun out, um, that way you guys know how, I mean, that should have scary, man. Mm-hmm. Like it is scary. Like you lose all control of the car and it's kind of like, well, you know, you know, it's just fate wherever you land. It's scary if you're not expecting the spin out, okay? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like Fast and Furious. Yeah. yeah. Family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Fuck Fast and the Furious and fuck all that family shit because that shit is no joke, bro. <laughs> so if you're not expecting it, it is super rough. I mean, you're just spinning all wildly out of control. It's fucked up, man. No, yeah. <laughs> so, so did your date not happen then? Oh, it did. It, it this did? happened in the middle of the date, which is really quite embarrassing, you know. <laughs> was she there? But hey, that's she probably was in the car, right? Yeah. That's probably a good story, though. Yeah, yeah I mean, to look good. back on. Yeah. yeah, you know, you're on a date and your car, your car battery dies when you're on a date. You know, but you know, there's two sides to look at. I've it, had you something know? like that happen before. It's either she's gonna be like, oh, okay, this is kind of funny, or she's gonna be like, yo, this motherfucker's broke and his <laughs> car's all fucked up. So yeah. again, there's two two sides of the coin, right? right? It all depends on who it is that you're with. But I mean, hopefully, it was a. Uh, 
you know, hopefully she was looking at it as a funny story. Can I can I tell a similar story like that? Yeah, yeah go yeah. ahead, man. So it, it just kind of segueing off of that, very similar. Uh, this was back in my college days. So I, I, I I'm, uh, I don't know. Think anyone else here has yet? I, I am college educated to an extent. So I'm a man of you know knowledge. A man no of uh, education. Yeah, I, um, I had my car that I had back from when I was still in high school. It's a piece of shit car. And uh, I was on a first date with this girl, and she lived. Uh, I was living in the closest city to where I'm from, which is Bloomington, and it was a small city. I mean, it was like 150,000 people. You know, it's nothing, nothing crazy. But uh, she lived back home in a small town outside of that, and so I like drove out there one night. We went on a little date. Went, you know, went out to same thing, like do some nature stuff and. Uh, an expedition <laughs> yeah nature expedition <laughs> maybe uh, I don't know if that's what we're doing but uh, no first day uh, all classic here but uh, that went fine and then on the way back uh, well actually no something I just remember from that so we were went there was like a little creek area um, in there too but since it was so dark out you couldn't really see anything and at one point, we're just, like, chilling and enjoying the, enjoying ourselves. And all of a sudden, we started hearing what sounded like splashing in the water. And the first couple of times, I was like, ah, oh, you know, it might be, like, you know, an animal or something, like, crossing through, like, nothing big deal. And then it happened a couple more times, and she freaked out. And she's like, I think there's, like, someone down there because it was, like, a little, like, cutoff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh. And at that moment, I kind of, like, second-guessed myself. I was like, okay, maybe there is, like, there couldn't be anyone out here. But I was like, yeah, maybe it's something. So we ended up leaving. And I ended up asking because I knew the person who owned that land. I asked him. Like the day after, I was like, yeah, we were hearing some really weird noises. I'm like, ah, oh, it's probably just the fish, because I guess apparently the fish like flop out of the water there, <laughs> yeah. and so they just kept like it sounded like fucking like rocks in the water. Like Bigfoot was out there, but anyway, uh, that's a whole nother discussion <laughs> yeah. we can talk about for another episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, well, let me just say this: I don't fucking believe in Bigfoot, but if you do, I mean, I ain't more power to you, man. But yeah, go ahead, continue. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get in a big debate about. Bigfoot, then, I guess. Yeah, we'll get into a, a debate on like cryptids and all the whole stuff episode in, on that in another episode but for sure we'll save that for another episode so but. so just to, i guess long story short on the way back my car absolutely blew up uh what? one of my my uh hose for my antifreeze cracked oh, and blew out and it leaked all over the road like as i'm driving down the road so all my antifreeze leaked out all my coolant from Man. a blown hose and my engine immediately like it, it luckily didn't uh, nothing like did any damage to it, but all the all the water, you know, just it's like I have steam rolling out of my hood, and I'm like, oh brother, you know, like I and the it, beginning of the end. Yeah, it, we were we were done for for a while, but eventually, like, I basically we weren't that far from where she lived, so I basically like I let the car cool down, and then you know I'd wait like five like ten minutes, and then I'd start it back up, and I would go as far as I could before it like started heating up again, steaming that stop and. Hindsight, probably not a great idea, but we got <laughs> I got her back where she needed to be, and then I had someone come and like pick me up afterward. But I was like on the first day, I was like, "Oh, it's over, it's ruined." But as I'm waiting for the car to come get me, we just like we're hanging out on our doorstep. This is some shit like out of a movie. We're hanging out on our doorstep, and we're like we're looking at the stars, and I kind of I think we I start playing oh, some music brother. on my phone. Still, still got in, so I it was fine. <laughs> Look at that! Still man. got some. Oh my God, a success story. That's you, what I'm saying. Sometimes out of tragedy, like the best bonds or something can can come from absolutely. that. Absolutely. Have you been so is this like have you been dating this girl or is this just like a like it's a date? like a second date. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so it hasn't been long. So it got a little bit of chemistry at least. 
Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Oh, congrats, friend. I mean, you know, we love to see it, right? You know, we love to see love. You know, something very wholesome. But you know what? Let that story be a reminder that if you're a driver, well, check your car, man. Obviously, this is kind of <laughs> like a this is kind of like a freak accident, right? But there's a lot of people, man, that they're just driving and they don't ever check anything, man. Like they don't check mm-hmm. like anything. Like they don't check to make sure their oil's good, brake fluid, you know, power steering fluid, you know, all that type of shit. You gotta make sure that you know hey. you topped off, man. Cause hey, if my car's got gas, it can go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's that that's is the mindset. Right there. That's the mindset of a lot of people, man. <laughs> but again, well, if if you if you can take away anything from this episode, let it be. There's neo Nazis out there learning to fight, so you gotta watch yourself. Check so, your, so be strapped. Be strapped and or learn how to fight. Mm-hmm. Jump in a jump in a cold water every once in a while. Yeah, I mean it'll be good for you, man. And check your car, man, because yeah. you know, I mean, again, it's, it's 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 you know, there's potential if you're with somebody, but nobody wants to be fucking stranded by themselves. That shit sucks. Mm-hmm. So we'll leave you with that. Thank you again for listening to another episode of the Sunday Chronicles podcast. Again. Like, comment, subscribe, and share. If um, if you guys found this interesting, again, comment if you guys uh, think that we should talk about anything or just wanted to give any general advice for any of the audio or anything like that. So, again, we'll leave you on that. Thank you very much for listening, and have a great day or great night. Goodbye. Thank you. See you.